Today is the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. The epistle for today's Mass is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Galatians, chapter 5. Brethren, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are contrary one to another, so that you do not the things that you would. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are fornication, uncleanness, immodesty, luxury, idolatry, witchcrafts, enmities, contentions, emulations, wraths, quarrels, dissensions, sects, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of which I foretell you, as I have foretold you, that they who do such things shall not obtain the kingdom of God. But the, spirit, the, but the fruit of the Spirit is charity, joy, peace, patience, benignity, goodness, longanimity, mildness, faith, modesty, continency, chastity. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified their flesh with the vices and concupiscences. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 6. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will sustain the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, be not solicitous for your life what you shall eat, nor for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than the meat, and the body more than the raiment? Behold the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor do they reap, nor gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are not you of much more value than they? And which of you, by taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? And for raiment, why are you solicitous? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They labor not, neither do they spin. But I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed as one of these. And if the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, God doth so clothe, how much more you, O ye of little faith? Be not solicitous, therefore, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the heathen seek. For your Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Seek ye therefore first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. No man can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Words taken from the gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, the Sermon on the Mount includes some of the most well-known words of our Lord. This sermon, which our Lord himself preached, contains the chief truths and the principal moral teachings of Christ. According to an ancient tradition, 
The mountain where our Lord preached this discourse is on a hill west of Capernaum. The area is sur surrounding the hills is a fertile farmland stretching out to the Sea of Galilee and covered with crops, trees, and flowers. The mountain of the Beatitudes, that is, as it is called, has a deep depression in the middle with summits on either side. It's shaped somewhat like the horns of a bull. Now our Lord is said to have sat on one of these summits while the people settled themselves in the valley just below him. Then our Lord began his sermon with the eight Beatitudes, which are the fundamental laws of Christian ethics, how Christians should live and act. Christ went on to explain to the apostles their task of spreading his message to the world and the charity that all men must have towards each other. And finally, our Lord began the discourse which we read in today's gospel. And this discourse can be divided into three parts, three important messages or lessons that our Lord wanted us to understand. In the first part, our Lord explains that no man can serve two masters. For as the gospel says, he will hate the one and love the other. And then our Lord tells us who these two masters are, God and mammon. Now the word mammon, according to the Webster's Dictionary, means material wealth or possessions, especially those having a debasing influence. And thus a certain priest tells us that when our Lord says mammon, he is referring to worldliness, though to the world, the flesh, and the devil. So our Lord is telling us that mammon, or worldliness, is a rival to God. It is a master that pulls us away from the service of God. And we often speak about worldliness, and it is a vice that we know we must avoid, but it is one that many of us don't really understand. You see, worldliness is essentially a preoccupation with what the world has to offer without any reference to God, who is the giver of all good things. But it is a vice that comes in many different forms. It includes the concupiscence of the eyes, that is, a preoccupation with possessions and money. Or worldliness could be an inordinate desire to please and satisfy the flesh, to feel good physically. And finally, worldliness can come in the form of pride, and this can include feeling good in our own esteem, a feeling of achievement, a preoccupation with duties, or with a job, or seeking the approval of others. Now, it's important to understand that none of these things that I just mentioned is bad in itself. See, money is necessary. It buys the things that we need to live. Reasonable and wholesome recreation is also good, for God wants us to be happy even here on earth. And we must work to support ourselves. Parents have a duty to work to support and care for their children. 
But these things become evil when one is willing to forego what is really important in order to gain money or pleasures. In other words, when the world, the flesh, and the devil become a rival to God and to the salvation of our souls. All our possessions are from God, and we should see them as from him and thank him for them. God gives us pleasures and happiness on earth to refresh us and to give us a foretaste of heaven. And even our work should be done to please God and not to gain a higher position or the recognition of our colleagues. And if we don't keep the right perspective in regard to possessions, pleasures, or work, they can get in our way. They can distract us from our real goal. There is a well-known story of a certain worldly Catholic man. And this man one day was talking with his parish priest. And in the course of the conversation, the priest pulled out a little piece of paper. On the paper, in small letters, he wrote one word, God. Can you see what this says? The priest asked the man. Well, yes, he replied. It says, God. And then taking a coin from his pocket, the priest covered the word and asked the man, Now can you see what it says? No, of course not, he replied. The money is covering the word. You see, this priest was trying to make his worldly parishioner understand that worldliness covers up, it distracts us from God. And this is the message that our Lord has for us in the first part of his discourse. Don't allow worldliness or mammon to become a rival to God. Now, as our Lord continued the Sermon on the Mount, he explained to his followers and to us why we should not be solicitous for the things of the world. Looking out over the fields and the hills of Palestine, he gave the example of the birds and the flowers, how God takes care of them and looks after them. But how much more, says our Lord, will your heavenly Father look after you, who are the most precious of his creatures? God knows every one of our needs, and he will provide for us. He will provide all the necessities of life here on earth, but will also give us everything we need to save our souls. Finally, in the third part of his discourse, our Lord tells us what we do need to be solicitous for. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Work for the honor and glory of God and the salvation of your soul, and keep everything else subordinate to that goal. Make your focus be the salvation of your soul, and put everything else second. My dear friends, unfortunately, all too often, men ignore what our Lord tells us in today's gospel. They go to Mass on Sunday, perhaps even receive the sacraments frequently, with fervor and devotion. But God is not their real focus. Once they leave Mass, God is not the center of their life. They are preoccupied with self. They are divided, 
too much of their time and effort are put into earning money or certain recreations, even harmless ones. For many, this is often done unwittingly, for worldliness is a vice that creeps in slowly over a long period of time until they have set up a rival for God, a rival for their eternal salvation. To avoid falling into this trap, first of all, be aware. Try to recognize what things preoccupy your life. What things do you place before God? What things do you allow to steal the time that should be reserved for God? Recognize and then work to lessen their influence. And how do you lessen their influence? Weekly Mass and sacraments, and more often than Sunday if po- when possible. Daily prayers, morning and night, setting aside time during the day, even if it means giving up recreation time to say the daily rosary. Avoid the occasions of sin, and that may mean that you can't watch that movie that everyone's talking about, listen to the music that's popular, or go to certain places that are near occasions of sin for you. Make this sacrifice for God so that you can fulfill his command to seek first the kingdom of God. My dear friends, check your priorities. Check what is most important to you. Put God in the first place. Make him, make your Catholic faith, the pillar of your life. In the end, all that will matter is that you saved your soul, that you served God and not the mammon of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And remember that our Lord has not left us alone in this struggle, for he has given us his own mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, to guide, strengthen, and protect us. Turn to her confidently each day, and she will assist you in the service of her Son. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.